In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. I like to wish you all a very blessed and happy feast of Saint Mary, Mother of God. And I like to thank the choir for the beautiful songs about Saint Mary that they shared with us. And I like to read some verses from the Gospel of Saint John, chapter 2. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were set there six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing twenty or thirty gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Draw some out now, and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom, and he said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine, and when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior you have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. What is unique about this miracle is what St. Mary did. St. Mary was concerned for the bridegroom and the bride and the people of the wedding. We did not read that somebody approached St. Mary, asked her to intervene or to go to speak to the Lord Jesus Christ. But once she saw the wine ran out and they did not have enough wine, she actually felt for them. And she acted in kindness and went and made intercession for them before the Lord Jesus Christ. Saint Mary was sensitive to the needs of others and she was kind enough. She did not say, it's not my business. If they want, they can go to the Lord Jesus by themselves and they can ask him. But out of her kindness, she went and talked to the Lord Jesus Christ. We are living in time right now. Unfortunately, many of us don't have this kindness toward one another. We became self-centered society. It's me first, and I don't care about anyone else. Even in our conversations with one another, sometimes we are too harsh. We use words like sword and we wound others by our words and we don't care. 
we lost this kindness toward one another. One of the dialogues that actually impressed me is what we read in the book of Numbers, chapter 22. And this dialogue was between Bil'am and his donkey. I'm sure you know the story when God said to Bil'am, don't go to Moab to curse the children of Israel. But Bil'am did not listen to God as we read in the book of Numbers, chapter 22 and verse 21. So Bil'am rose in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with the princes of Moab. Then God's anger was aroused because he went. And the angel of the Lord took his stand in the way as an adversary against him. And he was riding on his donkey, and his two servants were with him. Now the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand. And the donkey turned aside out of the way and went into the field. So Bil'am struck the donkey to turn her back onto the road. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path between the vineyards with a wall on this side and a wall on that side. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she pushed herself against the wall and crushed Bil'am's foot against the wall. So he struck her again. Then the angel of the Lord went further and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn either to the right hand or to the left. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she lay down under Bil'am. So Bil'am's anger was aroused and he struck his donkey with his staff. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey and she said to Bala'am. And I want here to compare between the words of the donkey and the word of Bala'am. And I want you to decide which one was kind. Here a donkey and here a prophet. The donkey said, what have I done to you that you have struck me these three times? And Bal'am said to the donkey, because you have abused me, I wish there were a sword in my hand, for now I would kill you. So the donkey said to Bal'am, am I not your donkey on which you have ridden ever since I became yours to this day? Was I ever disposed to do this to you? And he said, no. Then the Lord opened Bal'am's eye and he saw the angel of the Lord. See, here we have an angry prophet and actually made accusation that the donkey abused him and made a decision, a very hard resolution that if he has a sword in his hand, he would have killed her. And the donkey actually answered very kindly and said to him, am I not your donkey? on which you have ridden ever since I became yours to this day? Was I ever disposed to you to do this to you? Unfortunately, sometimes we became violent more than animals. If you have 
pet, dog, or, or, or cat, sometimes they show kindness to us more than the people. Why is this? Why we lost kindness? Kindness is one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And how can we learn from St. Mary to be kind to each other, to be sensitive to the needs of the other, to be gentle and meek when we deal with one another, instead of being harsh and complainers and accuse others. And we are not actually careful in choosing our words when we deal with others. What are the reasons that we lost our kindness? First reason, because many of us go through difficult time, stressors in life, and we became angry just so quickly. Like Bal'an. Bal'an knew he's disobeying the Lord, knew he's doing something wrong, and he became angry. He lost his temper so quickly. Many times we lose self-control and we lose our temper and we get angry. And once we are angry, we hurt each other. We hurt each other. And under the word venting, we let our anger come to others and hurt others and wound others. And when you ask, why are you doing this? He says, I'm venting. I'm venting. No, you need to calm down first before venting and hurting others around you. Another reason why we lost our kindness, because we don't live life of repentance. We are not repenting people. And we let sin grow within us. So once the sin grows inside us, we become very selfish, self-centered. We don't care about others. And I care only about myself. The scripture teaches us to put others before ourselves. But we put ourselves before others. As St. Paul said in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 21, For all seek their own not the things which are of Christ Jesus. For all seek their own, not the things which are of Christ Jesus. I I seek what I want first. I don't put the commandment of God first or the needs of others first. No, me first. Me first. Many cases actually of divorce and family problems. It's because me first. Me first. If we put the best interest of the family first and the commandment of God first, actually many cases of divorces would not actually end in divorce. But our selfishness and our self-centeredness, now we are not willing to compromise or to carry any cross because I want me first. Another reason is pride. And pride makes the heart hardened. Like in the story of the rich man and Lazarus. The rich man was prideful. 
because of his money, because of his richness. So he did not feel sorry for this poor man, Lazarus, who actually needs anything to eat. His body was full of wounds. Actually, we read in this story that the dogs were licking his wounds. But the rich man did not care. And again, another example, how many times animals are kinder than us. That's very sad, very sad that we lost our humanity. We became without sensation, very unkind to one another. So this pride made the rich man doesn't care about lathers. And not only that, some people don't care if they hurt others, if they wound others. And even sometimes when we joke with one another, our joking is very, very hurtful. As we read in Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 18, there is one who speaks like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. The word speaks in English, there is one who speaks. بالعربي يوجد من يهذر يعني هذر بيتحك مثل طعن السيف. So there is one who speaks, even in joking, like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise promotes healing. Let's examine our words. Do we give grace to others by our words, or we hurt others and we wound others? Another reason, our self-righteousness. When we are self-righteous, we condemn others and make judgments about others. And most of the time, these judgments are not true and hurtful. Like Job. Job went through so many afflictions, so many trials. And in the eyes of God, he was a righteous person. So his friends felt sorry for him and went actually to support him. But let us listen what they told him. They told him in Job chapter 4 verse 7, Remember now, whoever perished being innocent, or who were the upright ever cut off? They are telling him, if you are suffering, this because you are wicked person. You are not innocent. You are not upright. Because there is no one innocent who perished. And no one upright was cut off. So instead of supporting him, they actually hurt him more. It would be better if they did not visit him. But they were very harsh. Very harsh on him. And they did not actually show any type of kindness. And he told them, actually, you came actually to hurt me, not to comfort me. They did not visit him to comfort him, rather to hurt him more. If you compare all these examples with the example of our Lord Jesus Christ, who was very, very sensitive to others, 
in uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 8 and verse 48. They accused the Lord Jesus Christ and they told him, then the Jews answered and said to him, Do we not say you rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? There was enmity between Samaria and the Jews. When they want actually to curse one another, one of the words of cursing, they say to the other person, you are a Samaritan. You are a Samaritan. So they want to curse the Lord Jesus Christ. So they told him, didn't we say that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? The Lord answered, and what did he say? He said, I do not have a demon. But he did not say, I am not a Samaritan. Do you know why? Because he doesn't want to hurt the Samaritans. Because although there was enmity between the Samaritans and the Jews, but in his kindness, he did not say, no, I am not either a Samaritan or, or I have a demon. He did not say this. He said, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. See, the gentleness here of the Lord Jesus Christ, he did not want to wound the feeling of the Samaritans, although there was enmity between the Jews and the Samaritans. When he went to Mary and Martha to comfort them in the departure of their brother Lazarus, and definitely the Lord foreknew that he will raise Lazarus. This was not a surprise to him. He is God. He foreknew what he is going to do. But we read that he wept. Why did he weep? Why? Actually, to support them. To show that he is feeling for them. He is joining them in their feelings. He saw Mary crying, Martha crying, so he wept with them. As the Bible teaches us, to rejoice with those who are rejoicing and to weep with those who are weeping. So here the Lord, because he knew what he was about to do, he didn't have to weep, but out of the kindness and the gentleness of his heart, he wept with them. And in his meeting with the Samaritan woman, he did not hurt her with any word. She actually tried to hide her promiscuous relationships. She had five husbands, and now she is living with a man who is not her husband. But in her effort to hide, she said, I don't have a husband. And this answer, if you look at it, is not 100% true. Yes, it's true she doesn't have a husband, but she is living with a man, and she had five husbands before. But the Lord, out of his kindness, he was sensitive to her feeling. He encouraged her, and he told her, you have said this truly. Because nobody goes to fill water in the hot weather at noon time. People usually go to fill water either early in the morning or at evening. 
But why the Samaritan woman went to the well at noon time? Because she was embarrassed. She did not want to see anybody. And when she went and saw the Lord Jesus Christ, she was disappointed at the beginning. And you can see how she responded harshly in defensive way. How you talk to me, you are Jews and I'm a Samaritan and the Jews don't deal with Samaritans. But with the kindness of the Lord Jesus Christ, he did not tell her you're adulterous. He told her, the man with whom you are living right now is not your husband. Big difference when you say to a person you are a liar or you tell him the story you are saying is not accurate. Big difference between this and that. But if we have kindness and gentleness in our heart, we'll be careful in choosing our words not to hurt the feeling of others. That's why the Lord said, Learn from me, for I am meek and of lowly heart. The true believer, like Saint Mary, should actually be gentle and, and careful to the feelings of others. And as I told you, If we are filled with the Holy Spirit, one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is kindness. We'll be kind to one another. See, St. Paul, before and after his conversion. Before his conversion, he was very harsh. He said about himself that I was persecutor and blasphemer. He watched the stoning of St. Stephen with no heart, and he approved this angel to be stoned to death. But see, after his conversion, how this heart of stone became heart of flesh. And he says, who is weak and I'm not weak? So he started to feel for others. Because when the Holy Spirit filled his heart, his heart was transformed from a heart of stone into heart of flesh. Heart that feels for others. Heart that is sensitive to the feeling of others. Also, the power of the Word of God. When we have the Word of God abiding in us, the Word of God is powerful sharper than two-edged sword. When the word of God abides in me, it will give me the power to be kind, to be sensitive to the feelings of others. In Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 3, St. Paul says, Remember the prisoners as if chained with them. Those who are mistreated since you yourselves are in the body also. So St. Paul wants us to remember the prisoners, to remember those who are mistreated, to remember those who are abused, to remember those who are afflicted, and to feel for them as if we are with them. He said, as if chained with them. 
as if you are in prison with them. That is, when we read these words, and let the word of God abide in me, the word of God which is sharper than two-edged sword, will give me the power to be kind and to control my anger, to control my temper, so I will not hurt anybody. Also, another thing that will help us to be kind to each other, the law of love versus the law of knowledge. There was a problem whether the believers eat what's offered to the idols or not. And the people handled this problem in two different ways. One way is the law of knowledge. So those who used the law of knowledge, they said, there is nothing called idol. We know that there is only one true God. So these sacrifices that's offered to the idol, in reality, offer to nothing. So why you don't allow me to eat? No, I will eat from these sacrifices. It's based on knowledge and based on selfishness. I want to eat, so don't stop me from eating. I know it's not wrong. But there is another law. You can read this in 1 Corinthians chapter 8. The law of love. St. Paul said, not everyone has this knowledge. And the people actually don't have this knowledge. When they see you, you who have knowledge, eating from these sacrifices, they will be offended. Thus, because of your knowledge, you wound those who are weak. First Corinthians chapter 8, verse 11. And because of your knowledge, shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died. But when you thus sin against the brethren and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. So the sin here is not eating from these sacrifices, but the sin is lack of kindness, not being sensitive to the weak brother. And because of my knowledge, my weak brother will perish. That's why he started the, the chapter by saying in First Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1, he said, knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. If you are using the law of knowledge, you are prideful. But if you are using the law of love, then you are edifying your brother. You care for your brother. You are sensitive to your brother. So what does the law of love says? Therefore, verse 13, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never again eat meat, lest I make my brother stumble. That is the law of love. Sensitive to the feelings of other. Which law we apply in our life? The law of knowledge and law or law of love. Many times we have long, long, long argument. You know why? Because we want to apply the law of knowledge, not the law of love. Knowledge that puffs up, not love that it divides. 
I'll give you an example. Many arguments about drinking and social drinking, and it is not right, it is wrong, and people say, no, nothing wrong with it, etc., etc., etc. There's a lot of knowledge which comes, I want to do what I enjoy doing. Don't stop me from doing it. It is not wrong. Why are you telling me don't do it? There's a lot of knowledge. Me first. Don't stop me. What about your brother? If he sees you who have knowledge, and then your brother starts drinking and become alcoholic, then, as St. Paul said, when you, you thus sin against the brethren and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. And as he said, if food makes my brother stumble, I can remove the word food and I say, if drinking makes my brother stumble, I will never again drink lest I make my brother stumble. That's the law of love. Law of love comes from being kind and sensitive to others. Put others before yourself. But the law of knowledge, me first. Don't tell me don't do it. I don't care. It's right. Don't stop me from doing it. We lost our kindness. We are not sensitive to each other anymore. And many, many examples. But those who live by the law of love, they are sensitive to others. But those who living by the law of knowledge, they seek their own interest first. The Lord also was sensitive to the less privileged. One time, the children came to greet the Lord Jesus Christ. And as usual, there is a crowd. So the disciples pushed the children away. We don't want noise here. But the Lord was sensitive to these little children. They cannot complain. They have no one to defend them. So the Lord defended them and rebuked the disciples. And he told them, don't push them away. Let the children come to me. For such is the kingdom of of heaven. And he allowed them to come and he hugged them and blessed them. There is another story in the Old Testament, in 2 Kings chapter 4, when the Shunammite lady went to Elisha, the prophet, and then his disciple refused to let her meet Elisha, the prophet. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 27. Now when she came to the man of God at the hill, she caught him by the feet. But Gehazi came near to push her away. But the man of God, Elisha, said, Let her alone, for her soul is in deep distress, and the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. So she came, and because she lost her son, she was bitter, she was sad, sorrowful. So she came and held Elisha by his feet. So Gehazi, his disciple, 
pushed her away. But he told her, no, let her alone. For her soul is in deep distress. Can you see how sensitive he is here? How he was so kind to her. Compare between Gehzi and Elisha. Gehzi, his heart is hardened. He didn't care about her tears or her sorrow. He wants just everything to be organized and right, be done right. But Elisha was sensitive to her needs. When we have the Holy Spirit in us, then we will be sensitive and kind. We feel for others. And we share with them their joy and their sorrow. It is written about the Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 19. He will not quarrel, nor cry out, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoking flax he will not quench till he sends forth justice to victory. He will not quarrel or understand it because he is a man of peace. But what about nor cry out, although the Lord has a strong voice in his preaching, there is 5,000 men other than women and children and was speaking to them in the mountain and they were able to hear him. He was sitting on the sea shore and preaching to the multitude and they were able to hear him. But why he was not crying out? Why no one hear his voice in the streets? It's politeness. It is being sensitive not to cause noise to others. Maybe somebody is sick. Somebody is tired and want to have some rest. You know, in the paradise of uh, the desert fathers, they tell you a monk should actually walk quietly. He should not make any noise. When he closed a door, he should close it carefully and in quietness. When he speak, speak soft. Why? That's again being sensitive to others. Maybe my brother in the next cell praying or resting or or tired, if I make a noise, then actually I am bothering him. But again, unfortunately, many of us lost this sensitivity. Sometimes in the church we are praying and a child is making noise. And his mother and father don't care. Don't care. And he is causing noise to the rest of the People in the church, they cannot pray, they cannot focus, but they leave him run back and forth. If we have sensitivity, if we are kind to others, then actually we will not allow this to happen. Just because we are kind to each other, we are sensitive about the feeling of others.
The Lord was so sensitive to the needs of others. Even he told us and he taught us how to be merciful. And he gave us the parable of the Good Samaritan in order to teach us to be kind and to be merciful. And he told us, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. St. Paul in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 32, he says, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgive you. Do you know tender-hearted mean what? When I say there is tender tenderness here, so when actually I touch it, there is pain. That's tenderness. Tender-hearted means my heart feels the pains of others. When somebody is suffering, I feel the same suffering inside my heart. That's tender-hearted. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted. In Psalm 119 and verse 66, David says, Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I believe your commandments. Good judgment, in Arabic, says, يعني عشان كده بالإنجليزي ترجمة judgment يعني to taste and to feel for others الزوق والأدب بيخلي الإنسان kind tender hearted you see somebody feels for others treating others gently and kindly تقول ده إنسان مؤدب ده عنده زوق that's why بيقول زوقا صالحا ومعرفنا علمني لأني بوصياك أمانت Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I believe your commandments. While we are celebrating the Feast of St. Mary tonight, actually we need to learn from her, her sensitivity to the needs of others, and how she went from her own. She did not say, it's not my business. She went from her own to the Lord Jesus Christ, asking him to intervene, asking him to save this family from the embarrassment that they ran out of wine. And the Lord listened to her and he performed his first miracle. May her intercessions and her prayers be with all of us. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.